Welcome to Your Life, The Sequel. A podcast about getting your act together and making changes happen in your life. You want change and we want to help you with guests and discussions about how to make change in your life, whether big or small, change can happen. This is your chance to become the person you were meant to be. Now, here we are, Rick Roshan and Melissa Carlson. Welcome, everybody, to Your Life, The Sequel. I'm Melissa Carlson. Hey, Melissa Carlson. This is Rick Roshan. I am so stoked for today's interview, podcast yeah, interview. it's going to be a good one. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So great. So what can I say about Beth Mack? She's amazing. Uh, she and I worked together for a few years, and she is a force to be reckoned with. She was a top-notch salesperson, a dynamo. Like, you point her at your problem, and your problem goes away. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's kind of cool about Beth is that she was having a successful career in corporate sales, and she decided to make a change. So I'm going to flip it over to Beth. Beth, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then let's talk about your career and what, what you changed and, and see how that can be informative and inspirational to other people. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Beth Mack, and thank you so much, Rick. I absolutely, it was like such a gift to meet you all those years ago, and I know we're going to be friends forever, but <laughs> it was, I'll just to tell you a little bit of my history, I've reinvented myself like 12 bazillion times, <laughs> uh, but I did start out my career in fashion, and I was in fashion for 15 years. I did everything from management to sales to buying to wholesale to manufacturing, Um, and had an incredible experience in that part of my life. That lasted for 15 years until I got married. Then just found that that industry was not cohesive for being married and trying to start a family. There's an enormous amount of traveling. It is a grind. Sure. So I chose to take some time off to start a family. And then I was going to reassess after I started that family to see what I was going to do next. So I took a few years off to be a mom, to get pregnant, to uh, be a mom to my son for three years, which was amazing. Best time in my life. And uh, then I decided to, you know, there was a moment where I was like, okay, what's part two? Let's go part two. So Mm -hmm. I ended up getting introduced to, uh, I wanted to really honed my career to a place where I didn't want to clock in anymore. I really have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to manage my own time. I wanted to be available for my son whenever he was there. My husband is in the film industry, so he's gone Mm. a lot of the time. And so it was really important for me to craft a career that was very flexible. And so I was drawn to a company called Plum District. And the reason that I loved it, it was sales driven, which I have an enormous amount of experience in. And it was um, geared towards moms. And I'm super proud, first and foremost, to be a mom. And I loved the fact that they focused on moms, they hired moms, they valued moms. And it was using all the skills that I already had from my previous careers. So I did that. I had an incredible time. That's how I met Rick. And it was perfect. It was a perfect job for me. I felt like I was servicing moms. I felt like I was making moms' lives easier by introducing advertising and products that I thought would be great for them. So I felt like not only was I crafting a career in digital media, 
but I was actually doing something that I was passionate about, which was being a mom. And I was sharing my tips and tricks and everything that makes a mom's life easier. So that was my driving force in Plum District. And then it just soon kind of changed. You know, digital media, again, became much of a grind. I think that sales atmosphere is constantly looking for numbers. I'm always up for a challenge, but I felt like it was not the right fit for me. And in that time that I was working for them, we actually had remodeled our home, which I've always had an interest in design. I come from an arts background. So I went into obviously fashion. I've been in music and I felt like this was another creative outlet for me was remodeling. And it just became the whole process. It was like this big, huge light bulb went up and it was taking all of the skills that I had crafted over the years, not knowing all these different jobs that I've done. I crafted a skill that within this type of interior design and remodeling, I could use my sales skills. I could use my project management skills. I could use my buying skills. I could use my merchandising skills. I could use all of these skills. I could use my skills as being a mom to really work with clients and see what was important to them and how I can make their lives easier. So Beth, I think you say something interesting here in in the fact that you took everything that you had kind of gathered along the way and put it towards this new adventure. And I think a lot of women don't maybe consider that the the maybe mundane for them, things that they do throughout the day, if it's mundane or not, or things that they have tried can actually benefit them. Mm. And if they put them together, at least in your case, that really worked in your advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. And there was a moment, I, re- I remember there was a moment where, you know, I'm at that I'm in my late 40s and I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step going to be? And you doubt those things. You know, I think a lot of people in their mid 40s, early 50s may doubt those moments and their strength. But it really helped for me. I had one person who just pointed it out to me and just really said, wow, you have a talent, you have a gift, and you should be doing this. And that gave me so much drive to be like, okay, I can do this. You know, and I remember it was like, it's almost like, have you guys ever heard of that uh, phrase, storing spaghetti at the wall until you see if something sticks? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. that's kind of how I've always felt my life has been. I have a lot of gifts. I have a lot of strengths. I can put, I can do anything that I put my mind to, right? It's just what was going to be a good fit for me at that time. So I feel like every phase that I've been in in my life has been so incredibly important. And it's been right where I needed to be at that moment. Well, and I think that, I mean, let's not kid anybody. Yeah. You were making Buco de Nero yeah. <laughs> doing sales. Yeah. I mean, you were doing really well. Really well. All, always number one. Yeah. Always daddy's favorite. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then you stopped. Yeah. And then you had to, then you were going to move into this. Like, let's, I mean, this is not like instant money, what you were doing. You had to figure it, you had to come up with a plan. So what was right. your plan for going from, Nice, cushy life mm-hmm. where you're making great money right. to not right. being sure. Like, how yeah. do you, what do you say to yourself? How do you keep yourself from getting all freaked out and just deciding not to do it? Because I think that, you know, a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, they want to make a change. Mm-hmm. 
but they're paralyzed with fear. They're afraid of giving up what they have because right. that thing, over, like, you know, whenever we think about making change, mm -hmm. we never think like, you know what? It's going to be better than where I am right now. We yeah. always think I'm going to have less. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be poorer. Like it's yeah. never, we never think like, you know, it's going to be better when I change. We yeah. always go to this negative spot. So how did you kind of navigate through that mm -hmm. when, you know, you may not have been feeling that? Yeah. I think for the first time in my life, I think I've always been driven. I'm driven by what I'm passionate about, but I was also very driven by money. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody you know? is. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. are. Yeah. Driven by money, man. And when you put that little carrot in front of me, I was like the rabbit that was like going to make it there first. So mm -hmm. it's basically for me, what the shift was is really that I actually found something that was more important than money to me at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think the gratification that I got from doing that job for a moment in my life, I actually put that to the side and had faith that the money was going to come and that I needed to just creatively get in there try it, see if it was going to work out for me. And then once I actually, so I got a job, my first job, it was a full house, my first job, it was literally tearing down a house, scooping out the inside and <laughs> wow. rebuilding it. Yeah. It With was a like, giant ice cream scooper. Giant <laughs> ice cream scooper. And it was like, oh, I could not believe, I just took it on with everything that I could put into it. And I was like, this is it. This is where you're going to figure out where this is going to be for you. And it was seamless. It was perfect. It was the best experience that I could have ever hoped for. And then one of the things that I zeroed into is that I realized like there are not many women in my industry that focus on remodeling and focus on the contractor side of doing things and project managing. You know, there's designers that come in, but an actual business person that manages the budgets and talks with the clients and brings on the subcontractors. What I found within that first project, and this is how I built my business, is there is a need for someone to actually come in as a designer, project manager, contractor, and as a woman. And I found my value as a woman, a mature woman, going in and dealing with clients and wives that were wanting to remodel their house and felt taken advantage of by some male contractors. So wow. I was really filling a void. And I think there was a level of trust that I came in with, uh, that I wasn't going to take advantage of people, that I was actually helping them create their most beautiful home. And so that was how I got the trajectory trajectory for my business was after that first job, I started marketing myself as a designer, contract manager, project coordinator. Tell me a little bit about that, that moment where you realized, holy crap, I did this. Yeah. And I am doing this. Yeah. And there are more people who want me. That must've been like, was there a moment where you're just like, well, oh my gosh, I I'm here. Yeah. I think it was um, one of my first clients said to me and I, we had gotten through the, it was a really, it was a passion project for me. She had lost her husband and mm. they had never remodeled their home ever since the 1960s. And wow. so he left her very well off. And basically she said, after I get over this, I really want you to come and do this for me. So she put all of this faith and trust in me. And one of the things that she said to me after we finished the job is she was like, I feel like all of this was meant to happen and that you were here for me. And look what I get to live in for the rest of my life. This is the gift from my husband was you. Oh. And yeah, it was really like, 
such a full circle moment because it's much more than remodeling. Like I think that I put my heart and soul so much into it and my creativity, it takes, there are so many things that I put into my job. Then the money started coming. So not only did I start working with the contractor that I work with said, hey, I want you to work with me on another job. So I started doing design build with him. So we would actually market ourselves as a design build team. So if he had a client who wasn't sure what they wanted to do, they're like, hey, here's this great Beth Mack. She's going to guide you through this whole entire process. And it's definitely he's on the higher end. So the jobs that we did were pretty expensive. They're anywhere from like 200 to 1.2 million was the size of jobs that we did. Uh, But I also did realize I found that there were people that wanted to remodel their bathroom, but they didn't have, you know, that much money for a $60,000 bathroom. They had $30,000 for a bathroom. So then I collected people. I collect people like Rick. (laughs) I collected (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, I collected people that I thought were incredible craftsmen and they weren't necessarily licensed or they didn't have a contractor's license, but they were able to do smaller remodels. So all of a sudden, I was actually have two teams. I have a team of a contractor that works on super large jobs. And then I have crafted this incredible team of craftsmen that love doing smaller jobs. So I, at all times, started actually juggling one to three jobs. And that's really where the money started coming in, was having these two sources of income. Well, don't you feel like when you have intention about something, Mm -hmm. that the universe conspires for you? I always feel like you have to have clarity of what you want. Right. I use the example of an airplane flying from San Francisco to Hawaii. It may adjust course a mm-hmm. thousand times, mm-hmm. little adjustments, but it's always going to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I just think that yeah. you are very focused right. and you have intention. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, maybe it's more intention than it is focus because you actually don't have that great of focus. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> you know, but, Oh, I love you. Oh, sweet. But your intention, you are you have an intention. Yes. And and you have a north star and you know what you want your life to look like. And let's not pretend that things didn't get scary for you no. because of the shutdown in the film industry, mm-hmm. you know, and your husband cannot go to work because of the covid. Yeah. No. And you know what? It was we always say there are there were covid blessings, right? Because out of COVID came a blessing that people were sitting in their homes and they realized, oh my God, I need to remodel this. I need to do my backyard. I have to start working from home. I need you to build me a house, Beth, in my backyard so I can actually have a back office. I need to remodel. I can't stand looking at my bathroom anymore. So like really in this past year, when my husband, for the first time in his life, which was very scary for him, talk about scary, didn't have work to go to. And was we were not sure when he was going back, but the financial burden shifted to me. And it was almost like the perfect storm because everyone started wanting to remodel at the same time. So yeah. I just at that moment decided, okay, this is it. Let's go. Let's, you know, I even put my husband to work. He built a deck for me. I said, hey, let's go. Cool. <laughs> You're not working, so let's do this together, you know? And it's actually brought up conversations of like, what is 
what is the next part of his life going to be? Is he going to be a, mm-hmm. a cameraman for, you know, the rest of his life? Or are we going to be Chip and Jojo and just take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, if you right. are, can I help? Because I love Chip and <laughs> <Yeah>. Joe. <laughs> Was there, when you, when you look back now, do you, do you think to yourself, you know, were there a lot of things that you would have changed or of course hindsight's always 2020 but or was that just part of the process like you had to screw up here you had to fail here you had to feel that mm, there to get over the hump how did that work out I think that again I have always had that philosophy of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's going to stick and so I'm used to things like working out or not working out and then I move on to the next thing I like I think that if you are a crafty entrepreneurial spirit, I think that's also another COVID blessing. People have learned how to pivot their businesses. They've learned how to pivot into this whole, you know, new era of like, oh, I just sell jewelry, but now you actually have to sell jewelry online. And oh, so I think that that is a skill that I already had before all of this started. So for me, I don't know if it was necessarily failures. It was just me trying to figure out what was going to be a good fit or not. And then, yes, there were scary moments. I think there's always scary moments. I have like uh, moments of like, how can I, I can't do my taxes. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Or I need to figure out my website or I need to bring on a new design assistant. So I'm constantly wanting to improve myself. I think my dream is to bring somebody in now and actually have a partner in doing this. So I, I feel like this is just the beginning for me. But I do feel the most focused I've ever felt in my entire life on anything that I have ever done. And I know that I can make it work. So, so, so here's my question. Yeah. So the way I describe entrepreneurship to people Mm -hmm. is waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, realizing it's not going to work and doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's going to work. And so it's likely to fail, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then, you know, yeah. It works out mm-hmm. or it doesn't and mm-hmm. you pivot. So you're excellent, excellent at that, which is why you're such a great team member because you are just, you know, someone can dream up something and say, all right, we don't know how this is going to be sold. Mm-hmm. Give it to mm-hmm. Beth and mm-hmm. she'll figure it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So not everyone is wired that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you tell someone who is not wired that way, who is, maybe more fearful, mm. maybe less gallant, maybe they have not a lot of resources. Mm. How would you say to someone, this is how you begin to start a change to do something new, mm-hmm. like a new business? Like what are the, what are the baby steps? Right. Is it fantasizing about it? Is mm-hmm. it writing stuff down? Like what, you know, what, what, what recommendations would you give to someone as a way to take those baby steps? I think definitely writing things down. That was something that I did. I wrote down what I what the goals were, what were important to me. I think I did that at when I went on my 48th birthday. It was funny because I think 48 was actually tougher for me than 50 because I had this anticipation of being 50 and where am I going to be? What am I going to be doing? And so I think at that moment when I did have, that was the hardest birthday for me was 48. And after that, I was like, okay. So let's get a plan in place, Beth, and let's put a plan in place over the next four years. 
And, you know, I am so blessed and so lucky to have a husband that actually supports that as well. I think, you know, there are people in this world that have to do it all on their own, but I had someone who loves me and was saying, go for it, do whatever makes you happy. And that really drove me to doing this. But the first steps that I would take is to start journaling. I think to start writing down year one, this is what your expectations are. Year two, this is what your expectations are. And again, you're going to shift and and weave throughout the whole process. So that was one thing that I did. Start small too. I jumped into a whole new house. But if it, let's say if you were putting that same analogy into starting this business, start small, start with showing people what you did with your own home. That's actually what I did. I put all of my love into this home and then I took professional pictures of it and said, this was my first job, which it was. This was my first job. So I actually marketed what I had already done for myself. Sure. So if there is a service that you feel that you can provide, if you are making your own candle line, if you are start marketing yourself of the marketing, the skills that you already have and actually writing down those skills. I think it's super important for us to really recognize our strengths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We always recognize our weaknesses. We are so quick to jump to our weaknesses that I think it's really important just even in your marriage is to write down what you're thankful for, for that person Mm -hmm. every day. So when that, in that moment that he completely pisses you off, you can be like, wait, I write down every day. Just (laughs) hold hold on on a second. Cause I need to go get the list. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're going to turn the list into a t-shirt for you to wear because I need the reminder. I need the reminder. So that's how I feel about your, you know, talking to yourself talking about your gifts, because we, I think every normal person struggles with their weaknesses on a daily basis. And I think we need more positive talk to ourselves. Well, and I think also when you're in the mom, doing the mom thing, going 150 hours a day, doing the mom thing, keeping other human beings alive. I mean, they don't leave this to men for a reason. Like, we'd be like, kids? What? <laughs> they need food? Like, I mean, that's a monumental to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and then you can get beat down because, you know, kids aren't always the best at giving you a positive feedback loop. Yeah. And then all of this can just aggregate on yourself. And I think yeah. that's a great point that you make. Write down the things that, even if they're not things you're currently practicing, like yeah. who you used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you're looking forward to. Yeah, Yeah. and this is when I was actually trying to market myself to uh, join Beauty Counter. I hadn't worked Mm -hmm. in almost five years, right? So it took me two years to get pregnant, and then I was off for three years. So I had not, I'd been out of the workforce for five years, and I came from a very successful job. So there was a lot of fear going into that. And so I was actually making my, my resume for the first time, and I was like, okay, how am I going to market myself? And I remember the first thing I put on my, my uh, resume was CEO of my own household. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's a big job. That's yeah. a big job. People and it overlook was that. So, it was CEO of my own household. And, and I talked about the things that I, I did within that household. And that actually, that's why it was so perfect. Because that's something that Plum District loved. You know, that's yeah, what totally. they valued. So yes. it was the perfect transition for me to come out of working. But I'm a worker. I'm a workhorse. When I'm passionate about something, I will do it 
uh, all day long. It's there's yeah. no time where I just kind of shut off. Yeah. So I think it's also one thing is too is recognizing everything takes work. Everything takes commitment. It's not going to just come to you. There is no word such as, Oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Yeah. I can't believe you're, you're an so overnight lucky. success. Yeah. yeah. You're so, <laughs> how did you, you know, everything takes commitment. It takes work. It takes structure. It takes, um, organization and, you know, did I start out as an organized person? Absolutely not. Do I lose my keys all the time? Yes. I can never find them in the morning. It's the running joke in my family. But I have learned to deal with numbers. I have learned to become more organized. So I think it really, it's also recognizing that if you're going to start something new, you have to be committed to it. You have to, you have to show up, just show up every single day. I think that also you get satisfaction from being a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I want to ask you both, how many times have you thought about your kids since we have been on this call? Oh, probably like I've, twice, so but it's because, <laughs> because I saw my son's computer and I got a buzz on my phone. I was like, I wonder if that's the school. So yes, twice, <laughs> but that's, hey, we've, you know, it's been only a few minutes here. So yeah, it, Beth, it's how many times for you? Oh gosh, probably five. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of satisfaction in being a mom, mm -hmm. but you, ha you get satisfaction in in this situation, it's the creativity around the work mm -hmm. and, you know, projects have beginnings, middles and ends mm -hmm. and problems to be solved, which mm -hmm. I think is one of your also superpowers mm -hmm. is solving problems. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, being able to work through those things mm -hmm. and get satisfaction from your job, it's not just about the money. I mm -hmm. think that in your heart, in that area where the heart lives, mm -hmm. I think that you get satisfaction from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I get satisfaction and you know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm a people pleaser, right? So to see my clients, that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, to see my clients afterwards, you know, and to hear their comments and to hear the things that they've said, like that feeds me, it feeds me. And also I think one of the proudest things about what I'm doing right now is that I'm showing my son how to be an entrepreneurial spirit. Sure. And yeah. he is to see the pride that he has in me to say, oh yeah, my mom owns her own business. She started her own business. You know, he is so proud about that. He is so proud. And he loves, he'll, he'll even understand like if I work from home, he goes, okay, do you need to be alone right now? Do you need to, you know, so it's, it's really helped our relationship. And during COVID, like how blessed am I to have this job to be able to like be home oh, yeah. with, you know, your kid at home and um, be available for him, your teenager, right? To go back and forth and do what I need to do and multitask and just make it happen, you know? I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I start this, I, I really like these things, but, or I do these things, or let's say, you know, I bake really well and I really want to make money off. I just don't know how, how big of a part was the internet and social media and all that, how big of a part was that for you? Because I know a lot of people kind of overlook that as a mainstay for how you could build your business. That is so funny because that's actually part of the business that I need to build this year. I think what happened with me is that I got so into actually, I go from job to job to job that I didn't set aside time, nor did I have somebody who was actually taking care of a website or Instagram or anything that for that mm -hmm. for me. 
Uh, so I started on a platform called House for my advertising, which is not a social media platform. I chose House because they're a platform for remodeling and interior design. And that's where I actually get a lot of my work for, from. So I actually work oh. with them with advertising and they advertise my jobs. I put my images up there. They advertise me with keywords. So if, if anyone is actually to looking to do any remodeling or interior design in my zip code, then I am sent to them as a referral through House. So that's how I've chosen to actually market my business. I mean, social media is very important. Instagram is very important for marketing any business. You, you know, there are um, so many work from home companies that are all on Instagram. So I think that you can use it. I haven't gotten there yet. So that's one of my challenges for this year, but it is super important. I think social media is everything. There's people that have started, you're right, selling cookies or jewelry or body butters like that. They never would have had their business out there had they not gone to social media. So it's interesting to find out that even though you weren't on social media, you're still very successful. So there are other ways to do it too, as you see, like finding, finding a place where it just hones in on your skill. So there's other options. All right, good. Well, which is exactly that came from my experience from Plum District, because I was actually selling digital media marketing for the mom industry. So when I came into this, I actually looked for digital media marketing, because I knew the value of it. I knew what it could do for my business. And I knew that honing in on that specific category would be perfect for me. And that's how I found house. Such great information. Well, Beth Mack, yes. this has been amazing. And oh. you're not only an inspiration to your son, you're an inspiration to me. Oh. I think you're just really great. Thank you. Yeah. And we Ditto. are so happy to have had you. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you online and to learn more about you and yes, your business? Yes, absolutely. You can find me on house.com, which is an incredible website if you guys are actually looking to do any remodeling or if you want to get inspiration or designs or find a designer or a contractor. So it's house.com backslash Beth Mac. And then you can reach me at Beth Mac designs at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you. You Thanks, guys are Beth. doing such an important thing. I really think this is a brilliant, brilliant idea that's going to reach. It's going to touch. I actually talked about you last night. I went over to a friend's house. And I was kind of talking about that I was going to be doing this today. And he said, we talked about men that are reinventing themselves and just thought it was so, you guys are doing something that is so important. And I think it's really going to touch a chord and make a difference. And so that I'm so proud of you. Talk about being proud. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you so Aww. much. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day. Thank, thank you. you. Right, thank you. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week on Your Life, the Sequel. Make sure to visit our website, revital.ist, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, so you'll never miss a show. Or sign up for our newsletter, The Revitalist, filled with daily tips for making change in your life. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd really appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Special thanks to our audio engineer and editor, Mark Cake. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of Inspirational Change. Be the change you want to be.